Alright, and welcome to the Raw is Nitro podcast, the show that rips up the buy rates and TV ratings and declares our own winner in some of pro wrestling's biggest head-to-head battles. I'm your host, Lee Carlos Cunningham, and today's special bonus edition won't actually be reviewing two shows up against each other, but we'll be reviewing the sort of top five toys and gimmicks and certain different miscellaneous items of wrestling fandom that we've all known and loved over the years, um, going through some of the best and worst products I've, I've owned um, and things I've seen along the years so bear with us here it's going to be a little bit different but with some of the internet troubles I've had here in recent weeks I thought any show is better than no show and this is something I've been tinkering with for a little while so listen up and I hope you all enjoy yeah check out these high new WWF figures unleash the power of the tornado the power of the barber and the firepower sergeant slaughter perfectly ridiculous with Mr. Perfect you can achieve perfection wrong cause these WWF figures have the power of Hulkamania quickness Coco beware pounding boards of the hammer new WWF figures <laughs> perfect new WWF figures got the power power WWF figures sold separately perfect perfect New WWF figures give you the savage power of the Macho Man guarantee. The fury of the Hitman. The fire of the dragon. And the fight of the Bulldog. The Undertaker will bury those stiffs. Not with these WWF figures run wild. Check out those pythons. Sergeant Slaughter's invading. Bossman's laying down the wall. It's lights out. New WWF figures got the power. The power of the WWF. It's sold separately, dig it! As you may have guessed by the commercial there, one of the first categories we're going to review is WWF Hasbro action figures. Um, quick little note before we move on to the Hasbros and rate uh, top five, or my personal top five, I should say. Um, I would include the LJN line here, but really my memory of the LJN figures in childhood is somewhat fuzzy. Um, I know I had a bunch of them, but I couldn't tell you exactly which ones. I know I had George the Animal Steel, who tragically passed away this week, so shout out to George the Animal Steel there. And I know I had the Junkyard Dog, but my only real childhood memory of these figures is chewing on the junkyard dog's arm and his hand falling off and me crying like a baby so I don't think I'll be bringing those onto the podcast again anytime soon moving on to Hasbro's my top five favorite Hasbro's I'm going to start with the ultimate nostalgia for myself Andre the Giant and the Green Tights Ultimate Warrior these two are on my list um, for one reason really other than the fact that I I love the Warrior and I love Andre. They were the first two Hasbro figures I ever owned. I remember as a small child, my mum taking me to Asda, that's right, when I was still in England, and there was this big basket, and childhood makes everything seem more impressive than what it was, Um, but I remember this massive basket of Hasbro figures and digging through them to see who was in there, not finding a single Hogan, but not being too worried because I was never a Hulkamaniac. Anyway, pulling out the Warrior and Andre. Uh, From there, I was a big fan of the Undertaker figure. I thought that was a really good likeness. Um, Had the hat on, which was really the only thing that kept it down a little bit because it was annoying to to wrestle him with the hat, but a really good-looking figure of the early Undertaker. Yokozuna was a fantastic figure. It was massive compared to the other Hasbros, and that made perfect sense, obviously, so that was a good one. And lastly, Bret the Hitman Hart, I thought had a very good-looking Hasbro figure. Um, Sunglasses I can live with because they didn't really interfere with play. Honourable mentions for any other Hasbro fans out there, I always enjoyed the Mr. Perfect figure. Perhaps a little bit too muscular, but a really good likeness for him. Jake the Snake came with the Rubber Snake, of course, as well, which was a big accessories in the early days. The Nasty Boys, I thought, looked really cool, and Demolition especially because they had their masks. 
moving on from my favorite Hasbro's that I owned, the five that I always wanted as a child that could never get my hands on were Sid Justice, Dusty Rhodes, a HBK version of Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and the Rocket Owen Hart. When I'd see them in adverts in my magazines, I was always a little bit heartbroken. Moving on from Hasbro's, we're going to have a quick look at Jack's Pacific line. Now, I was in Australia by the time the Attitude Era hit, and we didn't really get many figures in the mid-90s. The WWF didn't have a figure contract anyway, so there wasn't much to get. But when they did come back out, I got as many as I could get my hands on. Some favorites from that time period include the Blue Tights Ken Shamrock. I thought that was a really cool figure. Corporate Mankind, who had just changed from his brown outfit into his... um well, you know, his shirt and tie that he was more famous for, and the first Kane figure from Jax, which also came in a tag team pack as well, those two. Owen Hart in his black and yellow attire, and the Titantron live playset. All good memories for me as a early teen, getting back into collecting some wrestling figures, which if you follow me on Twitter, you'll realize is part of the motivation for doing this show, is I've just recently started buying some wrestling figures again. Um, it all was started off basically by the Ninja Turtles wrestling collaboration. Once I saw them, I knew I had to have them, and it was a very slippery slope back to addiction. Moving past the wrestling figures for a moment, I'm going to look at some title belts, and my personal top five favorite title belts are... The 2002 Undisputed title, held by Chris Jericho, Triple H, uh, memorably held by Brock Lesnar as well. Um, the Attitude Era World title, so the big giant round one, always thought it was a cool looking belt. The classic Intercontinental title, even better if it's got colourful straps, a la The Ultimate Warrior. The European Championship, which I thought was always a very underrated title. And my favourite title of all time, of course, it could be nothing else other than the Winged Eagle 90s um, World Wrestling Federation Championship. Honourable mention to the big gold belt. I know a lot of people are partial to that, but being a WWF guy, my nostalgia always lays on that side of the fence. Moving outside of title belts and onto the favourite wrestling shirts or items of clothing I've owned in my lifetime. Uh, wrestling shirts, again, not something that are easily available in Australia, so this is what I managed to get my hands on and always loved. The classic DX shirt, you know, the two words suck it. Big fan of that. Thought it was good look, cool, um, very edgy in the 90s. The Cactus Jack Wanted Dead shirt, I actually picked up. Here's a good story for you all. When 2002, the WWF's pay-per-view license over here in Australia expired, May, may have been 2003, 2002, 2003. The, it was WrestleMania 19, let me put it to you that way. Anywho, so WrestleMania 19, a cinema on the south side of Brisbane, so about an hour's drive for me, 45 minutes, got distribution rights to show it, a big cinema. So $25 a ticket, my brother and I purchased tickets, we were not going to miss WrestleMania. Drive to the south side of Brisbane, go to the show, and they had shirts, and we were in awe, so... Cactus Jack Wanted Dead was the one that I picked up that day and never regretted a great shirt there. Dead Man Inc., first shirt I ever ordered over the internet, possibly the first thing I ever bought over the internet off WWFShopZone.com back in the early 2000s. The Triple H jersey I bought in the same order, thought that was quite cool at the time and a bit more summary for Australia. And the current wrestling shirt, the only one that I rock is my um, one that I got off eBay, which is cartoon characters of a lot of the early 90s, late 80s stars, Andre, Warrior, Hogan, etc. Uh, still rocking that one around the house to this day. T for Teen. Brock Lesnar, you gotta watch your back. Chris Benoit tried to take me out in the elimination chamber. You're nothing, Lesnar. And that punk this John, John Cena, Cena. I run this terrain. Here comes the pain. Came after me backstage. But no matter what they do, no matter how hard they 
tried. There is nothing and no one that can stop me. You and me, Ron Panis match right now. I win. No, Brock, we all win. Smackdown, here comes the pain. As you may have guessed by the advert inserted there, we're moving on to my favourite wrestling video games. I'm going to start out with Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. Big fan, got this for a birthday, I want to say about 11 or 12. Um, Super Nintendo was probably not the latest console at that time, but that's what I had, and I loved it. Just played the shit out of it. Played it for months before I even realised you could do finishes. I, I want to say I probably got the store from the video, uh, the copy from the video store and didn't have an instruction manual. Once I figured out finishes, breathed a whole new life into it. It's not like today's current games where there's a new one in every series every year. This got played for a long time. Uh, big fan of the... Uh, EWR Revenge TW, I'm not sure what it's called these days, but in the early 2000s, it was it's basically a booking sim on your computer. Played it for a long time. Really enjoyed it. I'd recommend getting an old patch of it if you've never played it before. Um, Legends of Wrestling 2 was a big favourite of mine that might not be something that registered on many people's lists. Had the original Legends of Wrestling when I first got a PlayStation 2. Uh, thought that was pretty good, but Legends of Wrestling 2 kicked it up a notch before Legends of Wrestling 3 killed the franchise, and possibly, I think it was a claim as well, might have killed the whole company, it was that bad. But number two, shining moment, um, the old moving your way through the territory system in career mode was class. Smackdown, shut your mouth, big fan, um... This was the one that in 2002, I believe, that was the first one to feature the likes of the NWO, Rob Van Dam and Booker T after the Invasion storyline. So that was very, very enjoyable for myself. Brought a whole new roster to the table. Uh, Here Comes the Pain, which is the commercial you just heard. That was the first one to have nothing um, to do with The Rock in the title and was all about Brock Lesnar. Introduced the bra and panties match and the Elimination Chamber. One of those two got a lot of play from me and the other was a brutal six-man match. And then lastly, No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. I'm assuming everybody was waiting to hear this one, but this got played for years. Um, There is no exaggeration there. This got played over and over and over. Most of you will be familiar as well that some of the copies of that game had the bug that would crash your save states, and I can assure you my copy had that bug, and after about the third time unlocking everybody, including Andre, which was always the big get for me, I got so fed up I left my Nintendo 64 on for about a fortnight without turning it off. Probably not the smartest thing I've ever done, but there was no way I was losing Andre once I got him again. We're going to quickly change gears and go back to wrestling action figures for a moment. Um, Just very quickly, the current ones that I've got in my possession that I'm the proudest of right now, and that would be my latest Kamala figure, my 95 Phantom of the Opera Undertaker, my Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6 with the Winged Eagle belt, my Macho King, and my Ninja Turtle collaborations with wrestlers. So I have three of the four, The Undertaker as Donatello, Macho Man as Michelangelo, and Sting as Raphael. Don't have the Cena one, not sure whether or not I'm going to get that, but we'll see. From there, we're going to go to my five favorite magazine covers of my WWF magazine days. And in no particular order, this is the July 1992 episode of the magazine. Look these up on Google, please. You'll see why I loved them. It's a black and white face of the Ultimate Warrior with just his face paint colored. And it details his feud with Papa Shango. 
the May 1995 King of the Ring uh, preview. This had Jerry Lawler, Mabel, and some you know, some people sat around a table. Only love this because I've not had a magazine in years, and randomly this one popped up in the newsagent, so it got read front to back many, many times. The July 2000 Kurt Angle Integrities uh, knock on the Wheaties box was very cool. The December 1990 Texas Tornado holding the Intercontinental title. Big Tornado fan for the brief period he was around. And my favourite ever WWF magazine was the June 1991 with the cover showing various photos of all the feuds at WrestleMania 7. WrestleMania 7 will always hold a special spot in my heart, so this magazine is no different. So that sound can only mean one thing and it's time to pick my five favorite historical theme songs obviously first on the list there is demolition that is just a rocking tune i defy anyone to tell me that does not get you in the mood to see demolition have a match from there also a big fan of the dx original theme you know the break it down you're not getting it from me that's fine um you know what song i'm talking about so go and listen to it uh big fan of the undertaker's 1998 theme you know the one with the um the classic electric guitar playing through it thought that was awesome a big fan of the ultimate warriors theme that also always got me pumped up and lastly the original uh, John Cena theme, Word Life. Um, maybe not the original theme, he might have had a generic one, but the original rap theme. Uh, big fan of that one by John Cena, and also big fan of his album. So if you never heard it, go and check it out if you're into hip-hop like me. Surprisingly pretty good. Um, not just saying that for a wrestler either, it's actually got three or four songs that I really liked on it, so there. Now, historically, that is my favourite batch of themes. Um, Honourable mention also, sorry, to Kane's Slow Chemical theme. Thought that was a very cool one. The Rockers theme, which if you ever asked me to sing that, you would never be able to tell the difference between my Rockers and my Warrior, so I won't. Uh, the Austin theme that got the lyrics added, you know, the... Um, I don't know what the actual line is, but I'm sure you know the one I'm talking about. And The Rock's 1998 theme with him talking all through it. Thought that was a cool one as well. As for my current themes that I'm really digging, um, in no particular order, I love Nakamura's theme. Uh, always gets me pumped up for his matches, on, and they're normally something pretty special, so it doesn't need much pumping up. Glorious, obviously, if you've been listening to the show, you'll know I'm a big fan of Bobby Roode's theme. Rich Swan's theme um, gets me going as well. Really enjoy that. Um, Sasha Banks, I think, has got a cool theme that gets you in the mood. And Brock Lesnar, when you hear that music, you know shit's about to go down. Oh. 
Let's check it out. Introducing the newest WWF wrestling buddies, Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts. Clonk him, clonk him. Wrestling buddies want to be your buddy. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Nothing, uh, officer. Body slam. <laughs> hey, who's the wise guy? Big Boss Man. Murphy. What's going oh, on? Nothing, Sarge. <laughs> Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts, the newest WWF wrestling buddies from Tonga, each sold separately. Wrestling buddies top the list of things I wanted in my childhood slash teens. Um, always wanted them. The Warrior and Hogan each had the World Wrestling Federation title printed onto them. And then there was the boss man, Jake Roberts, and some others later on. Always wanted myself a set of them. Um, the other big thing I always wanted was Coliseum Video VHS and DVDs. Um, they never got released uh, for sale in Australia, at least. Um, they were at the video store, and if you had the technical know-how, you could hook two VCRs up and copy from one to the other, but we never got the opportunity to buy them over here as much as I always wanted to. Um, I always wanted a WrestleMania 6 t-shirt with Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warriors faces on it reason why I wanted this so bad is because before I moved to Australia, a friend of mine in England had this shirt and would wear it to my house all the time, making me insanely jealous. I uh, always wanted that shirt. Might still buy that at some point because it, it was rather cool. Uh, the Hasbro title belts, I think they were made by Hasbro anyway, you know, the little foam ones that were in the catalogs. I looked over those catalogs again and again and again and again when I bought the magazines, but sadly we can't order overseas or couldn't at that time. And lastly, the one piece of merchandise that often alluded me, in fact, I've still never had it to this day, was the DX jersey. Um, might be a little bit dated now, but I thought that was the absolute coolest item of clothing ever in about 1998. Um, if you disagree, I've got two words for you. In addition to having a wish list that I had historically, I do have a current wish list, so I beg your pardon, of wrestling products that I'm still looking to get my hands on. Now that I'm back into collecting figures, I'm desperately seeking the Ultimate Warrior Defining Moments figure. Um, there's a few of them. The one I'm after is the WrestleMania 7 one. You may have heard me mention my fondness for this uh, event, and I'm desperately looking for it with the trench coat with the airbrush of him and Macho Man on the back. Love that figure. I think it looks amazing. I'm also going to attempt to get my hands on sometime soon the cage accessory for the Elite Scale ring I've just ordered, so that'll be coming on my wish list soon. Would love to get my hands on an Undertaker autograph. He is, without a doubt, my favourite wrestler of all time, and if I could get something to go in my sports memorabilia room from The Undertaker, that would be amazing. And I really want to get myself a set of the Mattel Hasbro-style retro figures they've just released. Um, really hoping they'll come over here at some point. If not, I'm going to have to pony up the cash and pay big money to get them sent at a markup and postage from America. Lastly, the one thing I want to get is technically not a piece of merchandise, but something wrestling-related that I've been desperate to get my hands on for a little while, and that's a wrestler to do an intro for this show. So anyone out there that bumps into a wrestler, particularly someone from the 90s that they think they can swindle a 30-second recording out of, please do give me a yell and hook me up. Now I'm going to change gears a little bit, and I'm going to talk about some of the worst wrestling products I've owned over the years. The first would be a market stall style Undertaker t-shirt. Always been a big Undertaker fan and the lack of any wrestling shirts available in this country made me just pony up the cash and buy one with a big ugly picture of the Undertaker on the front. Needless to say I wasn't the most fashionable kid in high school when I would rock that on free dress days. 
Secondly, would be any of the compilation tapes I bought in childhood. They were the only things to come to stores in Australia. I had a bunch of them, Hulkamanias 1 through 6, they were all god-awful, mostly containing... The only good matches were the ones that were on the pay-per-view tapes I had anyway. The Undertaker's He Buries Them Alive. I mean, that just had a bunch of nondescript Undertaker matches from the worst period of his career wrestling-wise, so that was pretty awful as well. Any of the compilations, they're normally all garbage, and... In the current day and age, the DVDs are all matches you can watch on the network or would have had on DVD anyway if you had a collection like I used to. WWF The Music Volume 5, uh, that would be the one with The Rock singing Pie with Slick Rick. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is anyway, feel free to correct me on that, but that CD was god-awful and I really to this day don't know why I bought it. Um, did enjoy the ones that I bought either side of that and that would be... Oh, what was the rap one called? Aggression maybe? And the... Oh, the Ruthless... No, Forcible Entry. That's the other one that I really enjoyed. Uh, Some good classic wrestling tunes on them. But Volume 5 had nothing whatsoever worth, worth noting. And lastly, the WCW Magnetic Wrestling figures. They were awful even as a kid i didn't know why i bought them um just because we had a lack of wrestling merchandise i'd buy anything i could get my hands on but these really seemed to serve no purpose whatsoever theme opens up what will be my top five favorite wrestling books so the hitman's if you haven't read it is a brilliant read very very long but very extensive and goes into great detail about the hitman's time in the business awesome read highly recommended as much as i can possibly recommend it uh the first book written by bobby the brain Heen, and i believe he he wrote two um and the name of it is escaping me so i apologize profusely but heenan's first autobiography is a great read as well it's got a lot of his humor inserted into it which made me quite happy Chris Jericho's first book as well, um, a really good read. I strongly recommend all of Jericho's books, but his first one was the best for me. And then Mick Foley's first and second book both round out my list. The first one is what I consider probably to be the one that started it all. Well, it was the one that started it all, but for a long time, the best wrestling book on the market as well. I think only Brett's gives it real competition there for my money, the two best wrestling books on the market. But what is often overlooked is Mick Foley's second book is actually quite a good read. Had it not been for the tangent it goes off on about the Parents Television Council, I think it could have been held in the same regard as his first. And since we've gone through the best books, we're going to end this portion of the show off with the worst books I've had as well. All of these I've paid good money for in the stores, so I feel quite rightly telling the world how shit they are. Starting with the first Shawn Michaels book, I believe he's written a second one since, but his first book is just... It's half-hearted apologetic, and it goes on and on about how he can't remember all these bad things he's supposedly done. Sean, if you've been listening to the show, was a bit of a dick in the 90s, but has more than made amends to the business, to the world, to himself since then, and 
comes across as quite a nice guy, but his book was probably a little too soon in his redemption story for him to really truly open up. Hulk Hogan's book, because it is full of absolute lies from front to back, not the kind of lies where it's completely made up, but just the Hulk Hogan exaggeration, and after a while it does wear a little thin on you. Superstar Billy Graham's book, because he went from hating Vince McMahon and the WWE to loving them writing a book and back to hating them again, so I can't trust a word that's written in there, if I'm being 100% honest. The Rock's book, because it was half in character, half out, and it drove me absolutely balmy. And the worst wrestling book I would say probably ever written. Um, I've not had the privilege of reading Diana Hart, so I can't compare, but the worst wrestling book I've ever read by far was If They Only Knew by China. It is a truly masterclass. It's a true masterclass in how to piss people off, Um, especially wrestling fans. It's awful. Um, She is a saint. The whole world sinned against her, and not only that, but she can't spell any of the wrestlers' names, so apparently the editor didn't know that Shawn Michaels was S-H-A-W-N rather than S-E-A-N either. There's a whole host of them. Um, Not to speak ill of the dead in China, was a fantastic character, but her book definitely sucked. That will do it for my best and worst. Uh, I don't want to ramble on too long and bore anyone any more than I have already. So if you enjoyed this episode, please get on Twitter and give us some feedback. Um, with the the where we're at in the timeline, we've been a little bit stuck for time. Um, got a good flashback episode coming in the next week or so, and we will get back to some Raw and Nitro episodes, but I've got a lot of wrestling to catch up before we get back to recording. And if I haven't mentioned it already, I have a baby expected in about four days' time. So I thought I'd get something out there just to keep everybody listening and tuned in. As always, you can check us out on 4CR. Um, They do a great job at uploading our shows over on their feed as well, along with some other awesome wrestling podcasts. Uh, Please check out my latest guest spot on the New Era podcast, uh, the uh, the, the Hall of Shame, where we list the worst matches on current pay-per-views and see what we listed on Elimination Chamber Just Gone. Keep an ear out for the Attitude Podcast, sorry, Raw Attitude Podcast, because I'll be appearing on there very soon to review some very, very amazing mid-1998 wrestling. Cannot wait for that. It's a favorite show of mine, so very much looking forward to getting on there. And, you know, as always, get on Facebook, give us a message. Um, If you want something read out on the show, shoot me an email at rawisnitropod at hotmail.com. Not really had anyone send anything they want read out yet, so be the first to get on board with that there. And if you like the show, you listen all the time please do leave us a five star review on itunes that's enough of the ranting and raving so thank you all very much and i will speak to you all again hopefully very soon so you think you're untouchable word life this is basic thugonomics this is basic thugonomics word life I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugging, thugging, thuggingomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Whether fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in a defensive position. An ass kicking anthem, heavyweight or bantam, holding camps for ransom. The microphone phantom. Teams hit the floor, this the new fight joint. Like a broken needle, kid, you missing a point. We dominate your conference with offense, that's no nonsense. My theme song hits, get your reinforcements. 
We strike quick with hard kicks, ducking knife sticks, bare knuckle mitts from fight pits, beat you lifeless, never survive this. Get forgot like all timers, two faced rappers walk away with four shiners. The raw rhymer turning legends to old timers. My incisors like a viper biting through your one liners. New Dead Man Inc., and we about to make you famous. Taking over Earth and still kicking in Uranus. Word life, this is basic thugonomics. This is big, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to You ain't advancing up the process, potential for medical concepts or objects are foreign, like block tests, fonts and texts are complex, regardless of your finesse or your fitness, it's a condition of business, your lame vision of an underground physical image, underneath to undermine your whole typical image with the precision of percentages and the collision of sentences, poetry beats your mics, we untouchable like righteous sluts with no crevices, streets unite, we rock brighter with dumber beats, your cats couldn't come this hot and the earth off in the summer heat Forget two takes, kill your birds the first time Your best it ain't worthy of my filler or worse rhymes I'm better than nice, check the veteran stripes Leave you beside yourself with fear, I'll kill you and bury you twice Despite the cover of night, tracking your flight like guerrilla warfare Where the grass is dense, approaching me is a quick way to get referred to in the past tense Dead that, when the light the mic is on The crowd is dead like an intermission when you on a titan Word strong life. This is basic thugonomics this is big, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me.